I'm ready. I hope you guys are ready for the word. So I am back uh, to share with you about faith over fear and the importance of having faith over fear. Uh, last week, I talked about how 94 different times it talks about uh, fear not or be not afraid. And the reason is, is it's destructive. It, it can hurt you. It can be harmful to you. And where, where, where fear is, there's an absence of faith. You just see that throughout Scripture. You see that in Jesus. He's always addressing, why is it that you're afraid? Why is it that you don't have faith? And so we're, we're going to talk about fear over, excuse me, faith over fear. And uh, specifically today, I've entitled today's message, Practice, 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 because there's three practices that we need to have in our life and working in our life in order to have faith over fear. Now, let me just say this and, and, and make this clear. Uh, those practices can also be practiced in the, in the realm of, of fear, and so we can actually put these practices to work and, and they work against us instead of for us. And so I want you to see that uh, fear is destructive, first of all. And then how can we walk in faith over fear? Jesus came to destroy fear in our life. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, and I, I want us to look at it together. It says that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Notice here, if we're in fear, whether it's fear of death or fear of anything else, we become subject to bondage. Really, the bottom line of this whole series is that we want to be free to live the life that God has intended for us to live. Jesus came to set the captives free. One of the ways that he sets us free is to get us free from fear. Whether it's fear of death or fear of anything else. Why? Because if we're not, if we're operating in fear, we're in bondage. And if we're in bondage, then we're not living the life that he intended for us to, to have. Jesus said that he came to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. And I see this throughout scripture Again, it, it emphasizes it over and over again to fear not or be not afraid. And uh, you can see why in the life of Job. Job chapter 3, verse 25 and 26, it says this. And you can see how he was practicing the wrong thing. In verse 25, it says this. It says, for the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. Notice this. <laughs> Job was in fear. Constant fear. Constant fear. And it says this over and over. You, if you read the book of Job, you'll see that he was fearful, that his children were going to be sinning. You just see it throughout, throughout uh, his life. And fear becomes a magnet to attract the things that we, we dread most in our life. And so let's talk about these practices, practices that we need to put into place in our life. First of all, number one, practice creates perspective. Whatever you're practicing, whether you're practicing faith or whether you're practicing fear, it creates the perspective you have in life. 
And your perspective becomes your reality. It becomes real to you. You know, Scripture tells us in James chapter 1, verse 22, it says, Do not deceive yourself by listening to his word. Instead, put it into practice. In other words, be doers of the word, not hearers only, unless you deceive yourself. And if you are not putting to practice the word of God and, and, and having faith in his word, then what happens is you, you get a wrong perspective and eventually that becomes your reality and you begin to be uh, deceived. I was sitting down with a leader. He lives in, in Dallas, a friend of mine. He's a, a, a worship pastor. And we were talking about this, just leadership and how people uh, react and, and respond and different things and how people sometimes, uh, what, what they see and and what they uh, understand is 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 incorrect, and you try to get it you try to get it corrected. You try to deal with uh, their their uh, misunderstanding, and and they just won't have it sometimes. And 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 we were talking about how when people think that there, there is a problem, whether there is a problem or not, there's a problem. And uh, and the reason is is because in their perspective, there's a problem. And, and so that's happened so many times. I remember when um, Miss Vicky and my wife and her were talking one day and, and uh, there was another person in our church that overheard them. And uh, this person in the church uh, thought they had said something that they really didn't say. And then it got back to them and they tried to correct it. And uh, that person got offended and left the church. And, and really, uh, when they tried to correct it, they were just saying, what you heard wasn't what we said. And that person uh, was really thinking that uh, my wife and Miss Vicky was uh, calling her a liar. And that wasn't the fact. It's just, it just wasn't what she heard. And, uh, and, you know, the fact may be is that this is what you thought you heard, but the truth is this is what was, was said. And, and I'm going to tell you, there's times where, you know, there might be some things that you, you see as facts. Well, the fact may be that you're in the middle of a storm, but the truth is, is that God's going to give you victory over it. Don't fear. Don't think that you're going under. Don't think that you're going to, you're going to fail or don't think or, or believe that, that you're going to uh, experience the worst. You need to know that God can bring beauty out of ashes, and he can do that for you too. Understand it's important that we operate and practice the word, practice the word. You always hear me say this, I say this all the time, if you work the word, the word will work. What am I saying? Practice the word, practice it, practice it, practice it, so that you have God's results in your life. You know, you need to make sure that you're focusing in on the right thing, because I'm going to tell you, storms are going to happen. And, and if you're not focusing in on the right thing, and, and then your imagination's going to grow wild. It's going to go wild. And, uh, and, and so you need to focus. Jesus one time, uh, you, you remember, I'm sure you remember this if you read it before. In Matthew chapter 14, it talks about how uh, the disciples were out in this boat and Jesus came walking up and, and, and the, people said, uh, the, the Bible says that uh, the disciples were afraid and then uh, Jesus says, do not be afraid. And, and Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. And Jesus spoke the word and he says, come. 
And when, he, uh, when Jesus said, come, Peter ste stepped out of the boat and he began to walk on water. And then the Bible says that Peter got his, his, his sights off of Jesus and off of what Jesus said. And he began to look at the, 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 the waves and, and, the, and the storm and he saw that it was, uh, he, he saw that it was boisterous. And, and, uh, and, and as, a, as a result, the Bible says that he began to be afraid and he began to sink. And, and that's what happens with us is that when we begin to look at the wrong thing, focus in on the wrong thing, and instead of practicing the word, we begin to sink because our perspective is wrong. We get a wrong perspective. You have to practice the word. If you want God's results, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to practice the word because practice creates perspective. Number two, practice forms habits. Uh, do you have the habit of responding and living by fear or by living by faith? That's the question. Uh, the habit of faith is living by the word of God. The habit of fear is living by the things that we, that, uh, we dread, the things that we're fretting in our life. And that creates, it creates that wrong habit. Uh, Philippians chapter 4 verse 9 says this, it says, the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. I was thinking back, how do I illustrate this? You know, uh, we need to make sure that we're practicing God's word. We need to make sure that we're we're putting it into practice because practice creates our habits and, and, and whenever we face things, we can have a wrong habit. And I thought about... Uh, I, I had the habit for years and years and years of easily getting angered. I would get angry so quickly. It wouldn't take anything to get me angry. And I thought about that. What's the root of that? Why is it? Why was it that I just get angry? I mean, I'd get angry for all kinds of things. I, I've put my fist through, the, through mirrors. I've put my foot through walls. I've, I've, I've done... Uh, I've gotten in all kinds of fights and, and all kinds of stuff, and it's because of my anger. And I don't have it now, but back then. And, and I got to thinking, what was the root of all that? Let me tell you what it was. I believe, now looking back, is I felt threatened, and I was fearful. And my, my, my mechanism, my, my habit was to get angry. That's, that's how I lived, habitually. That's how I lived. I think that's where a lot of people are. They habitually live in, in some kind of fear in their life, and, and whenever something happens, that's how they respond. Well, n notice here in Philippians, it says, the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. God's peace will, will be there for you if you're practicing faith. But if you're not practicing faith, then you're going you're gonna to enter into, into, uh, into fear and you begin to practice fear in your life. Uh, can I tell you that you need to be practicing the Word of God? And it takes discipline, by the way. You need to practice the Word of God and filter everything through the Word. Every conversation, when I'm talking to somebody, I'm filtering it through the Word of God. 
when I'm, I'm thinking, and I'm, and I, as a matter of fact, I, I had a conversation with my wife today. And uh, we were just processing some things, uh, just some struggles, really. Uh, we were processing them, and, and we were talking. And, and so as we're talking, I'm filtering. I'm filtering. What's God's word say? What's God's word say? What's God's word say? What's God's word say? In decisions, decisions that we make, what's God's word say? Can I tell you, you can live like that? That you're filtering everything through the word of God? Because if you're living by the word, you're living by faith. If you're living by fears, then or dread, or, or worry, or, or uh, constant concern, uh, then you're living by fear. And God wants us to be free from that stuff. And, uh, and not reacting wrongly and getting wrong results. Third thing, the third practice that I want you to see today that's extremely important is we need to uh, understand that practice makes permanent. You've heard me, maybe uh, if you've been with me very long, you've heard me say, you know, most people say practice makes perfect. I like to say practice makes permanent. The more you practice something, the more permanent it becomes. That's why it's very difficult for some people to enter into into faith because fear has been so permanent in their life. Some people are just master champion warriors. And really, honestly, you're, you're in fear all the time of something negative happening. It's like, it's like Job, the thing that you dreaded uh, has come upon you. I, 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 I want to go back and read that in Job chapter... Uh, Job chapter uh, 3, verse 25 and 26. It says, For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. Again, fear becomes a magnet to attract the things that you dread most in your life. Uh, it, it becomes permanent in your life. Fear will, uh, it, it will demand of you. Uh, if, if you don't, if you allow it, it'll demand your, it'll demand that you think about it. It'll demand that you speak about it. It'll demand your actions. That's what fear does. Fear controls you. You become enslaved to it, you, in bondage to it. And it begins to tell you those things. And, and, and I, I, a lot of people are, uh, are like that. They're just closed-minded to anything else because it's become so permanent in your life. And God wants us to live in the Word, practice the Word so much that the Word of God becomes so permanent in our life that fear cannot enter in. And, and if it tries to enter in, it tries to grip us. We can automatically kick into, into faith, and as a result, we push fear away. Because fear will try to come to all of us. Fear of death, fear of sickness, fear of getting cancer, the fear of, of, of having a heart attack, the fear of getting in a wreck, the fear of something negative happening to our children. Uh, all kinds of different fears that people deal with in their in their life, and and we begin as my daughter-in-law said uh, this past Wednesday. She says we begin to organize our life around it, and it becomes like an idol in our life, and and it becomes the focus of our life. And whatever becomes your focus is your idol, 
and 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 we we allow we allow fear to be permanent in our in our life. And today, I'm believing God to break fear off of your life. Jesus already came to destroy it. The devil's been defeated. Fear has been defeated, and Jesus came to set the captives free. I'm believing this word that I'm bringing to you today is setting you free, liberating you to be the person that God wants you to be. Some of you are so fearful over uh, finances that you 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 you're always uneasy concerning uh, that area in your life. Remember years ago, I mean, I had just gotten born again. First of all, let me just backstep. When I, when I was growing up, we, we grew up with not very much. There wasn't a whole lot, especially in my, our early age, our, our, my early years. And, uh, you know, my dad died when I was uh, four years old. And, uh, and, and after that, uh, man, it was, it, was a, it was a challenge. It was a struggle. Uh, financially, I remember going to the cupboards and there's nothing in the cupboards. Go to the refrigerator, look in the refrigerator and uh, nothing in there. I, I, it's crazy, but the image that I remember in being in there was a, a box of baking soda. And I even remember uh, many times where we didn't even have tooth, toothpaste, where we had to go get that baking soda and that's what we used as toothpaste. I remember not having toilet paper and and looking for newspaper, something to, I, I don't need to be graphic, sorry about that. But anyway, I just remember all those things, not having a whole lot. And so, you know, I, I, I so as a result, I, I believe, uh, uh, you know, that I was fearful of, of lack and, and not having enough. And I worked my tail off from a young age. And so everything that I acquired I, I I held tightly and uh and you know God's now He's given me the gift of of giving. I, I enjoy giving. It's a it's a pleasure of giving. But I remember the when God broke it off of my life. And if you've been around Church on the Move, you've heard this story, but it's my story. And I hadn't been a Christian very long and somebody was preaching and, and they were talking about giving and I, I from the very beginning of my Christian walk I started tithing. And that was easy for me because God delivered me five days after uh, coming to Christ. He delivered me of alcohol, and I spent a lot of money on alcohol. And so it was easy for me. I, w I, I didn't miss that money. I was already spending it, and so I just redirected it, and I started tithing. It was a, it was a tithe that it was easy to give to God, a tithe. But to give beyond that was a difficult thing. For me, so I saw that Scripture says uh, talked about tithing and giving offerings above. So I would just, I just go to the next dollar or next couple of dollars or something, and that would be my offering. And I remember this uh, man preaching, and he was talking about the importance of of giving, and that when you give, you know, you're sowing seed, and seed brings a harvest. And you may be releasing it for a time, but it's so that we get it in God's hands, and God can do so much more than what. What, what we can do with it. And so anyway, and I remember uh, God putting in my heart to give $100. I had never given that big except for, uh, uh, you know, in tithing. I had never given any offering above that. And back then, $100 was a bunch. I was a single parent. Uh, I, just a lot of things going on. I didn't have it, really. I didn't have it. And so I wrote out the check. And I was sitting at the back row. 
And I remember by the time the ushers were passing the, the buckets and by the time it almost got to me, I had almost reasoned myself out of giving it. And by the time it got there, I just knew that I knew that I knew that I was supposed to give it. And I remember when I released that $100, something broke. Immediately it broke off of me. That bondage, that fear broke off of me. And from that point to this point, I have no problem releasing finances. I have no problem giving anything away because I don't fear lack. God's been so faithful to give and to, and to provide and to bless and I believe that's something that some of you need to hear right now. It may not be finances. I remember that happening with my son. I was in a worship service and worshiping God, wasn't even thinking about it. And God said, give me your son. My son was in, I think he was probably around 11 years old when he told me that. And I remember just weeping like a baby. And, and I said, Lord, he's yours. And I gave him that day and something broke on me. I didn't, maybe didn't realize that I was in bondage of something happening to my son. But from that point to this point, I've not worried about my son, not one time, one day, not worried about him whatsoever. Because I know he's safer in God's hands than he is in my hands. And fear will destroy a person. Fear will hold us in bondage. Fear will keep us from operating in faith and having God's best in our life. And so I want you to see this as I bring this to a closing. Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 and 7. It says this. As you, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk in him. How do we walk in him? Rooted and built up in him. And established in the faith. As you have been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving notice this that we need to practice it practice it practice it until it becomes established so that we are established in the faith so that it becomes something permanent what we practice makes permanent in our life i hope that helped you hope it blessed you hope it encouraged you let's have faith over fear let's do it by practice 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 these principles that I shared with you today. If you would, if you're listening today and you're tuned in today and you're with us today and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I want to give you that opportunity. Or maybe you have, but at some point, like the prodigal son, you've gotten away from Jesus and today you want to come back home. I want to lead you in a prayer if that is you. And, uh, and, it, and if you're in a room with uh, other people and there's other people w there and you're in a room full of people, would you all pray this prayer so that fear doesn't grip and keep somebody from making that decision today? Say this with me. Say, Jesus, with all of my heart, I believe that you died for me, you were buried, and you were raised from the dead so that I could be right with you. Today I receive you into my life. I make you the Lord of my life from this point forward. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made that decision today, can I help you out? Would you allow me to help you out today? I want to help you take your next step. Would you go to our website and 
uh, on our homepage and fill out that communication card. Let us know the decision that you made. I'll respond getting you some information, getting you some literature to help you take that next step. And I'll be praying for you over this next week. We'd love that opportunity. Thank you, thank you for making that decision today. I love you guys. Thank you guys. I am so looking forward to us coming back together. It is vitally important uh, that we get back together. We are more needed now than ever before. I'm seeing this more and more. I believe it is a plot of the enemy to, to try to separate us and get us apart. Uh, let's make sure, let's get the word out. July the 5th, we will be back on site, in person, doing church together. I love you guys. God bless you. Uh, don't forget, uh, share this, like this, subscribe to this, and rate this if you would, please. And, uh, and I, I would appreciate that. If you are giving today, you can do that online, or we'll give you uh, the various ways that you can do that online. And uh, I love you guys. God bless you. Praying for you. Believing God's best for you. And don't forget, if you work the word, the word will work. <laughs>